Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is time to get to some really important topics, right? And I'm so glad that our first guest is here with me. He crisscrosses the country going from L.A. with Kiki Palmer and uh, Jimmy uh, Fallon uh, all the way to uh, New Mexico, to New York, uh, he's everywhere all over the country um, talking about issues related to diversity, equity, and inclusion. His latest book, uh, Diversity Made Simple, uh, is a bestseller. It just recently won a national award uh, for the way, the unique way that it provides information about diversity um, and clinical practice. And it, it can be used in, in any setting. You don't have to be a professional. And so when I saw the story in the Washington Post about how white employees are suing the nation's leading newspaper chain for trying to diversify its staff, I knew I had to call him on the show to find out what was going on. So Lambert Fisher is joining us, courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Lambert, thank you so much for being on the Shaletta Show. My pleasure, Shaletta. Good to be here. Now, you've got to give us the background on this proposed class action lawsuit that alleges that Gannett fired white employees, denied them opportunities for advancement, and replaced them with less qualified minority candidates uh, as the company sought to diversify its workforce. Now, this case is among the first to test the legality uh, of corporate diversity practices in the wake of a June Supreme Court ruling that struck down affirmative action in college admissions. Indeed, Shalada. And it's one of those things where there's the, the next few that come out are going to set a precedent for what happens moving forward. On one hand, there is precedent based on the, the, the ruling that using race-based uh, decision-making practices based on just your ethnic background, just your skin tone, uh, just your, your, your cultural group as a whole, it can't be the only criteria that, that is used to make, make these kinds of decisions. However, how it's being applied, how it's being implemented in these suit, these lawsuits excuse from the perspective. The goal was never to say, hey, based on your skin tone alone, you should get op- new opportunities. That was never the goal. Uh, that That's a whole different ra- uh, reparations, different conversation, as opposed to in this scenario, when you have someone who's saying, hey, we were fired, we were let go uh, because they were trying to uh, bring in uh, more diversification. The question is, is it really about the qualifications on the resume? 
or is it about something else? Because a lot of times it's, well, we have a lot of people offering the same value, offering the same perspective. We need to bring in people who are, have a different set of life experiences, different set of professional experiences, different perspectives that can meet a different variety of needs. Can you do that? Or do we need to bring in other people who can help us meet greater needs and keep this in this case, the newspaper organization, the, the, the news feeds, but also other corporations around the country who can bring in new perspectives, who can take us to a new level. That's a completely different conversation. Now, what do you say, Lambers? We're talking to Lambers Fisher, uh, diversity and inclusion, inclusion expert, the host of the Diversity Dude podcast. You can find that on Apple, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, um, as well as the author of the award-winning and, and best-selling book, Diversity in Clinical Practice. Uh, what do you say to folks um, who say, you know what, uh, corporate efforts to increase diversity has disadvantaged white employees? And then I'd say it would be hard to uh, highlight the stats that show so. The statistics show that when corporations, when organizations are more diverse, they are more productive. They're more effective. They bring in more revenue. Why? Because they're meeting more needs. They're meeting those needs more effectively and bringing in more customers and having a variety of impact. So the stats actually don't show it. As far as the actual employees themselves, it's one thing to say, well, if you feel personally slighted, the question is, how would you show your value in comparison to someone else? Because it's not just about the resume, because a lot of times you have had opportunities that somebody else hasn't had, maybe a degree opportunity, maybe a job or internship opportunity when someone else couldn't. But if they have different experiences that you don't have, if they have different perspectives, they have a different ideas, different projects, different plans, different recommendations that can meet a need in the organization that you can't meet, and it's not about disadvantaging because of skin tone. It's about a, how can you make sure you are increasing your value just as much as they are trying to do the same. Okay, so th- this is the thing. Th- these, uh, you know, I, I want to call them attacks on diversity efforts. Um, but but the data shows and statistics have proven, and, and it's there. It's been researched that companies that prioritize diversity, equity, and inclusion are better managed and more profitable than those who don't. So why the fear? Why, why the lawsuit? Why are people so upset? Why are we still having this debate all these years later? At the end of the day, sometimes it just comes down to it being not the norm, it being not what we're used to. I put it in in a more simpler terms. If you're used to being in the lead and there are efforts to equal the playing field, not to take what you have away, but to help others have the same thing that you have, then the fear of not being in the lead and the privileges that come from being in the lead, it's, it's going to be fearful. It's going to be afraid. Well, if other people have similar opportunities, then I won't have the advantage that I'm used to. I don't want to push you down. But I don't want to be further back either. So how do I wrestle with that? And that's something that we have to deal with on a one-on-one basis, on an individual basis. You have to get used to there being other qualifications that matter other than the ones that you have. The other perspectives that matter other than the ones you have. I don't judge people for being afraid. But when you use your fear to keep someone else down so that you can feel comfortable staying ahead, then you lose your credibility. Then it's not really a it's not really a, a judgment as much as a okay, your lawsuit has no merit because it's only based on you being afraid that somebody else is going to have the chance to have what you have. Okay, we're going to talk more about chance. I'm going to ask you to stick around uh, after the commercial break because for me, it's all about chance and and, and opportunity and access. We're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace in this lawsuit that may be a class action lawsuit with expert, inclusion expert, Lambert Fisher, after the break.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is 1221 and it is getting hot with these diversity, equity, and inclusion issues. A lawsuit has been filed against a large newspaper organization, a broadcasting network, because uh, you know, white employees are saying, you know what, they're pushing us out for less qualified black employees. And so I'm chatting about this with diversity, equity and inclusion expert Lambert Fisher, host of the Diversity Dude podcast and author of the best selling award winning book, uh, Diversity in Clinical Practice. And, and Lambert, you are a licensed marriage, family and ther- therapist uh, counselor, uh, in addition to being a diversity expert. And, and And I have to tell you, for me, this is all a mind game. This is all mental. Uh, talk to me uh, about that. Well, one of the things that I get the pleasure of doing as a therapist and as a speaker on diversity is combining that to not just talk about policy and procedure, but to talk about relationships one person at a time, because that's really what it boils down to. At the end of the day, it's one person feeling understood or not understood, feeling included or not feeling included. It's not about charity. It's not about the dollar signs. And when you get to that one person at a time level, it's not one person wanting the person across from them, across the desk from them or outside the building to feel left out. It's not me against you. It's everybody's personal need to protect themselves from anything perceived as a threat. And if I feel I have the right to have something and then you get it, then I have to internally wrestle with whose fault is that? Is that something I could have done? Is that something I could have done differently? Or you have what I have. I have to come after you. And then it all goes downhill. Then we put the political power or the legal power and systems behind it. And then there's a, a, ch- a chance of saying, well, I know I have the power, the privilege, the money, the opportunity to scare you in a lawsuit, to make you cower because I have more opportunity than you do. And then they'll get back to where I'm comfortable, where I'm familiar. Sorry if that has to do, uh, if that makes you le- lose out, but I'm not really sorry. That's your problem, not mine. And it goes downhill from there. But change doesn't happen without people being uncomfortable. Um, You know, change doesn't happen without shaking up systems. 
And, you know, things have to change. Nobody wants to go back to the way that it used to be. Not women, not not people of color. Um, and, and, and so when you look at the stats, women and people of color hold less than 14 percent of C-suite roles across Fortune 500 companies. And, and, and that is data that was collected from an executive search firm. And, and and so, you know, if you look around in a room and everybody looks like you, that's a problem. It's a problem in the grand scheme of things because of the limitations that it provides. But you have to help someone see that it's a problem. If everything looks familiar, then it's going to sound comfortable and it's going to be harder for someone to change. To say objectively change is good, it's like, yes, unless it's you who has to change. Change for what you're familiar. You change the grocery store aisle and people get uncomfortable just because change is uncomfortable. But when you help people learn that that change, although uncomfortable, benefits you. That change, although uncomfortable, helps you move to another level then that information, that new perspective changes things. What we have had a difficult time doing is just saying you should want to change. You shouldn't be uncomfortable with change. And that's never an argument that's going to win, as opposed to increasing awareness of the benefit of these stats of saying, hey, not just, hey, there's a small percentage. Somebody will say, sorry, not my problem. But that small percentage disadvantages you because you're missing out on the opportunities that come from bringing in new perspectives. Oh, how am I missing out from my comfortability? How am I missing out by staying in my comfort zone? Maybe it's worth branching out from my comfort zone because you've helped me see how it benefits me as well. And then I can appreciate that it benefits you. That's how relationships form. So how do you make people care when it doesn't benefit them? That's a problem. I've been in those rooms where I'm the only one who looks like me. And a lot of people who are listening to this show um, have been in rooms where everybody looks the same and they want to speak up. They want to speak out. They want to talk about it. How do we begin those uh, difficult conversations? Part of it is more about a balance. It's not about it doesn't disadvantage me at all as much as recognizing that change and variety benefits us all. So it is finding that common link to say that, that change does benefit you in some way, but also it's one thing to say it's a charity case. It's a handout to someone else. It's another thing to say something that you're doing is disadvantaging someone else. It is actively holding someone else back. You may not intend to do it. That may not have been your goal, but it is having that impact nonetheless. Now, before you could you could argue ignorance, you didn't know that your actions, your practices, the, the ways of doing things were disadvantaging some. Now you know. Now you are no longer ignorant. If you move forward with the same practice, then you are actively holding someone back. And usually people don't want to actually do so knowledgeably. So, well, I don't want to do that. Well, what is the least reasonable thing that I can do, the, the least change I can make? And once you get to that point of seeing that it benefits them, you start a snowball. And they realize, hey, this benefits us all. My slight discomfort benefited you, but it also benefited me. How can I get some more of that benefit? And we all benefit together. But you have to find that first first hurdle to get over before the snowball comes okay my phone is blowing up i'm gonna just tell you i'm sorry i'm listening to you but i'm looking and i had to literally scroll up twice 
because people are texting and DMing and emailing me like, who is this guy? Where is he from? We need him at our company uh, for a lunch and learn to talk to us. We've got a workshop coming up. Uh, I think we could benefit from his efforts. I'm seeing these messages. They're literally coming in while I'm talking to you. Do you provide those type of services? Do you go into companies and organizations to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion to executives as well as employees? I do, and it's a great opportunity because even though I don't necessarily have to be an expert in those particular organizations and what they do, I can be an expert as far as the people to help building not only morale, but getting people on board. A lot of times people have that mandated diversity training that they have to go to, and they feel like they're sweating blood trying to go to it. They they dread the anger and the fear that's going to come from it or what they're going to be forced to do next. But I try to come in and bring a relationship aspect to it to help people see how it benefits them. And sometimes even the HR director or the DEI task force specialist has me come in to help them get over that hurdle so I can get people on board and say, oh, how can we do this in a way that we all want to get on board where it's not pulling teeth? And so whether it be a university, whether it be a, a school, uh, as, as far as high school principals have me come in or the, the corporate leaders and say, how can you get it such that I can get the managers and, and the su- supervisors and the directors to get more co- collaboration? And I love to come in and do those things. Sometimes it's a one hour thing. Sometimes it's an all day thing, depending on what they have, annual staff meeting, things like that, to do that very thing. And I'm easily findable. If anybody's interested, they can reach out to me directly at www www.lambersfisher.com or even more simply diversitymadesimple.com. I'm happy to collaborate with whoever is interested in making that change on a relationship level to impact the whole company. Okay, you're going to have to spell Lambers Fisher because I want to make sure everybody knows <laughs> how to spell Lambers Fisher because there's a couple of ways of spelling Fisher and I want to make sure they find you. That very that very common name, Lambers, is, is easy as well. So it's L-A-M-B-E-R-S-F-I-S-H-E-R. All right. And that way they can stop texting me and stop DMing me and they can start (laughs) DMing you. Now, give us the name of this book, because uh, those are a couple of the notes that I got. Uh, Somebody said that they want to get it for their executive team. Somebody said that they want to pass it out to the folks in their C-suite. Give me the information about this book because you want some kind of national award, right? Exactly. It was a it was a national award for independent book publishers, and the title of the book is Diversity in Clinical Practice. It's a weird title just because I'm a therapist, and so my pr- primary goal is to help uh, my fellow mental health professionals, but I wrote it in such a general, non-psychological jargon way that anybody from politicians to law enforcement to corporate leaders to faith-based leaders, anybody can benefit because the goal is to help get over that hump and to help gain a great appreciation for cultural competence in everyone, not just race and ethnicity, but age and gender and sexual orientation. How can you get over that hump and say, how can I increase my cultural competence in a way that doesn't make blood ooze from my ears and uh, help me to increase my uh, reduce likelihood of cultural offenses and uh, sticking my foot in my mouth. Some people said I should title it how not to get canceled. I said, whatever you got to do, <laughs> share it with someone who who can benefit from it and 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 then change it, change the whole organization. Well, Lambers, I thank you so much for being on the show, for taking the time to chat with us. LambersFisher.com is where you can find him. He's been joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 